everybody. This is Pastor Chad. Welcome to The Way Radio. Today is Sunday, March 12th, 2023. The title of the message today is The Search for Comfort. So let's pray and we will get into the message. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to delve into your word, uh, to learn of you, and Lord, I ask that you would bless this message and bless the hearts and the minds and the spirits of every person that hears it, that your word would go forth powerfully, and that uh, everyone that hears this message would be blessed and edified through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, the title of the message today is The Search for Comfort. Um, and I'm sort of taking a new direction uh, at this point in the podcast, and there's a reason for that. It's something that I began to pursue a few years ago, and then uh, because of going to Kenya and other things that had taken place in the ministry, I had to set it aside, but it became apparent in the last week that it's something that I should continue uh, to pursue. And in the last week, I was contacted by two more people uh, who were looking for ways or for programs for their churches to reach those trapped in the sins of addiction and or alcoholism. The answer to that is found in Scripture. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. And Romans 1, 16 through 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. All we need to reach anyone trapped in any sin is provided in God's word in Scripture, the message of the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit. However, for years, pastors and people from churches all over the world have, have not been comfortable when I've told them this. I believe the reason for this is that for so long, church, churches have accepted the false concept of addiction slash alcoholism being diseases that must be treated from a mostly clinical approach, that they simply are unable to believe that we can reach any sinner in any sin through the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, through God's word in scripture, excuse me, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Scripture clearly identifies alcoholism and addiction as sin, not disease. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I have warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The two key words in that list of sins are drunkenness, obviously alcoholism, 
and sorcery, which in Greek is pharmakia or pharmaceutical. Now, obviously, over time, the use of drugs and or alcohol can cause physical damage, and medical care may be required when quitting after prolonged use. However, the disease concept that came about through Alcoholics Anonymous back in the 1930s, which claims falsely that certain individuals are born with the disease of alcoholism and or addiction, simply is not true, and as shown above, directly contradicts the truth of Scripture. I go into the, the false uh, lies of the disease concept more. If, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to our website, recoveryreformation.org, and there's some articles that address that. The truth, the truth is that everyone is born a sinner, and sin manifests in people in many ways. People tend to be drawn into certain sins that trap them and in which they struggle to overcome, sometimes even after regeneration and faith in Christ. Some people are liars. Some are thieves. Some covet. Some gossip. Some are lustful. And some people are addicts and or alcoholics. But because of the secular recovery industry infiltrating so much of the modern church, those who come to the church seeking to overcome sins of addiction and or alcoholism are almost always led straight into some type of program, usually a 12-step program, sometimes a program that claims to be Christian like Celebrate Recovery, but is actually the 12 steps of AA just rebranded with a Christian label. They come to these programs for special treatment in order to recover rather than into the message of the gospel leading to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. I often recommend to those who have contacted me looking for something to use for a recovery program to instead begin a Bible study aimed at those trapped in sin and begin with the book of John, which teaches beautifully about the person and work of Jesus Christ, then move on to the book of Romans, which is a powerful conveyance of the gospel, and then go to the book of Hebrews that presents the person and work of Christ and the gospel historically, then on to the other books of the Bible from that point. As each book is studied, apply it in the context of the lives of those who are attending to overcome the sins they are trapped in. Now, if this isn't structured enough, and that's often, that's the complaint that I get, people are, seem to be intimidated, even pastors, uh, to just go into the Bible to reach those trapped in habitual sin. So if this isn't structured enough, the other option I recommend is to work through the Heidelberg Catechism. Now, in response to this recommendation, some will ask why I would suggest something from Roman Catholicism, and they say that because the word catechism is common to that false religion. However, catechism or to catechize is simply to teach or instruct through a series of questions and answers. It is not a Roman Catholic doctrine. The Heidelberg Catechism came about during the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s as a tool for teaching what it means to be a Christian. For many years prior to the Reformation, the Roman Catholic Church had forbidden the Bible to be printed in any language other than Latin or to be read by anyone other than priests or other leaders in the Roman Catholic Church. These restrictions enabled the Church to corrupt the teachings of Scripture and to gain control of the populace through ignorance of the truth. As a result, 
Following the Reformation and the availability of the Bible in common languages, there was a need to teach the basic foundational principles and precepts of the gospel and Christian faith. The Heidelberg Catechism was created to meet this need. Unfortunately, through years of neglect and corruption of the truth of the gospel from Scripture, we now live in another time of widespread biblical illiteracy in the modern church, which has led to ignorance of the full message of the gospel and the foundational doctrines of the Christian faith. I believe this is one of the main reasons why most modern churches rely on secular humanistic recovery programs to help those trapped in sins of addiction or alcoholism rather than relying on the message of the gospel and the authority and sufficiency of Scripture. There seems to be little or no faith in the power of the message of the gospel. Now consider the following excerpt, and this is from a book entitled Spurgeon, a new biography by Arnold Dallimore, and I'm reading beginning on page 35. It says, this is Spurgeon actually speaking here. Did you ever walk through a village notorious for its drunkenness and profanity? Did you ever see poor wretched beings that once were men standing or rather leaning against the posts of the alehouse or staggering along the street? Have you ever looked into the houses of the people and beheld them as dens of iniquity, at which your soul stood aghast? Have you ever seen the poverty and degradation and misery of the inhabitants and sighed over it? Yes, you say, we have. But was it ever your privilege to walk through that village again in after years when the gospel had been preached there? It has been mine. I once knew just such a village as I have as I have pictured, perhaps in some respects one of the worst in England, where many an illicit still was yielding its noxious liquor, and where in connection with that evil all manner of riot and iniquity was rife. There went into that village a lad who had no great scholarship, but who was earnest in seeking the souls of men. He began to preach there, and it pleased God to turn the whole place upside down. In a short time, the little thatched chapel was cramped. The biggest vagabonds in the village were weeping floods of tears, and those who had been the curse of the parish became its blessing. Where there had, what were, there had been robberies and villainies of every kind, all round the neighborhood there were none, because the men who used to do the mischief were themselves in the house of God rejoicing to hear of Jesus crucified. I'm not telling you an exaggerated story, nor a thing I do not know, for it was my delight to labor for the Lord in that village. It was a pleasant thing to walk through that place when drunkenness had almost ceased, when debauchery in the case of many was dead, when men and women went forth to labor with joyful hearts, singing the praises of the ever-living God, and when at sunset the humble cottager called his children together, read them some portion of the book of truth, and then together they bent their knees in prayer to God. I can say with joy and happiness that almost from one end of the village to the other, at the hour of eventide, one might have heard the voice of song coming from nearly every roof tree. I do testify to the praise of God's grace that it pleased the Lord to work wonders in our midst. He showed the power of Jesus' name and made me a witness of that gospel which can win souls, draw reluctant hearts, and mold afresh the life and conduct of sinful men and women. Sadly, 
And that's the end of that quote. Sadly, we don't often hear stories like this anymore because most churches have been drawn into attempting to lead people into recovery rather than leading them to repentance through the message of the gospel and faith in Jesus Christ. That's the condition of much of the modern church today. So, I want to begin looking at the Heidelberg Catechism on this podcast and apply it not only to overcoming sins of addiction and or alcoholism, but also to help us gain a greater understanding of the foundations of Christian doctrine. So this will not be simply uh, an attempt to help those that are, you know, seeking to overcome habitual sin. Everybody's trying to overcome one sin or another, whether you're saved and a believer or not. This, I hope, will be a blessing to everyone that listens to this as we work through it. The Catechism is easy to follow and is presented in an outlined form. Over the next couple of days, I'll provide a link on our website so that those of you who would like to follow along can download a PDF file and do so. You can print it out. The Heidelberg Catechism is laid out in a series of 52 Lord's Days and was meant to be worked through over the course of a year, a Lord's Day for each week. For this podcast, I'm going to work from question to question. Some will require more discretion than others, so we'll see how long it takes to get through the whole thing. I also will most likely not be uh, doing it in uh, just week after week after week because things will come up that I want to discuss, so I will insert other episodes that will address other portions of Scripture, other topics, maybe different types of sermons. But I want to move forward in going through the Heidelberg Catechism because I think it will help us get back to a foundational understanding of the Christian faith. Today, I want to look at question one of the Catechism, which provides a hint to the reason why people suffer in this life, become trapped in sin, and spend lifetimes searching for something that is only found in one place and in one person. So question one of the Heidelberg Catechism is, what is your only comfort in life and death? Now, that's a very important question, and it's interesting. It's right at the front of the Catechism, and it's one of the reasons that drew me to it years ago as a way to help those suffering in sin. The reason people are drawn into sin, and I'll use the example because it's a ministry recovery reformation that I run, addiction and alcoholism, the the main reason people are drawn into those sins is because they are seeking some type of comfort. There is no true, real, lasting, eternal comfort in this life other than the answer that I'll be reading now. So the answer is, what is your only comfort in life and death? The answer is that I am not my own, but belong, body and soul, in life and death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. For he has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. So that's the question one and the answer to question one from the Heidelberg Catechism. Now, what I'm going to do is, like I said, in the next few days, I'll add a PDF link to our website, 
where you can go there. Uh, you just go to recoveryreformation.org and I will make it, you know, clearly visible on there somewhere that there's a PDF to download of the Heidelberg Catechism. Download that if you like, and you can either follow along with it on your screen or you can print it out and take notes, but it'll be very handy as I go through these questions because you'll see in the printout that it has the question and the answer, and then it has scripture references showing where each question and answer comes directly from scripture. So I'm going to get that set up this week, and then next week we will dive into question one and then analyzing the question and the answer that I just read. All right? Uh, that's it for today. I appreciate you guys being here and listening. God's uh, By God's grace and according to God's will, I will be back here next week, same time. Uh, actually, I'm not recording at any special time anymore. I'm just recording the podcast as I am as inspired to do so. But I do plan on releasing them um, on Sundays. That, that's the plan going forward from this point. So you can look for them on Sundays. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. If you want to visit our website, just go to the way, the letter R122.org or recoveryreformation.org. They're both different portions of the same website. If you have any questions, you can email me at chad at the way, the letter R122.org. And I'd love to get questions and comments as we go through this. I think that will be very helpful. All right. God bless you guys. Have a great week. And we'll be back, God willing, next week, same time. Take care.